Welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of creativity and spirituality and discover what lights up your creative soul. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm so excited for this little bonus episode today where I want to talk about some of my favorite books that I read in 2023. This will be a little bit of a book review, and I wanted to do this because over the last couple years, I've shared a roundup of all of the books that I read in that last year and shared some of my favorites over on Instagram. But in 2024, I'm really feeling uninspired by Instagram and maybe I'll still share some of my favorites on Instagram but I'm just feeling like it's a new year and I want to find other avenues to share and so this podcast is a great way to share and I'm thinking about perhaps reviving my newsletter. I had a newsletter in 2020 and 2021 that I sent out every week and I loved to share the books that I was reading, the content that I was consuming, the things that were inspiring me, but I haven't done that in a while and I was thinking what better way to revive this practice of just sharing some of the things that I loved, some of the things that were impactful to me and if you follow this podcast you know that I love asking my guests what are some of their favorite creative resources and what are some of the books that they're reading, what are some of the things that they're consuming because I love just sharing resources and being able to be inspired and get inspiration from each other. So I thought what better way to bring this to the podcast for 2024 to just do a little book review of some books that I read in 2023 and share with you some of my favorites. So first I want to talk about just reading in general, because I have been a big reader since I was a child. I learned to read when I was four years old and I read Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and I was just really into fiction and fantasy and just read so much when I was younger. I was also homeschooled so I felt like I had a lot more time to read and I would just read all day every day. I like loved books. Books were the way that I learned things, explored things about the world and nowadays I love books just as much as I did back then because books have this magical ability to transport us to different places, to go places that we haven't been. I love reading memoirs and people's personal experiences and their personal stories and I learn so much from just reading the story about someone else's life and it's so different than the short form content of social media where I feel like social media is kind of this window into other people's life or their highlight reel, but we're not getting their like deep inner thoughts, the deep, you know, the deep internal stuff that makes us human and all of our worries and fears and the good and the bad. And I feel like when you read books, you read memoirs or things like that, you just get such a bigger picture, a bigger window into someone else's life and really someone else's internal life rather than external. And so in a world that is full of videos and photos that we curate of ourselves to put up online, to curate an image of ourselves. I love returning to books and reading people's thoughts and learning about the worlds that they craft in their heads and their imagination. And I truly believe that imagination comes from 
that place beyond comes from the unseen world and there is a world and a reality that exists outside of our 3D one and I'm sure you know this you know from your own spiritual practice or whatever your spiritual beliefs are but I truly believe that earth you know this 3D reality is not all that meets the eye there's this whole other world of magic and mystery and I think books allow us that access into that other type of consciousness and into those other worlds so I love books for all of those reasons that I mentioned and even more I could go on and on and on about how much I love books and how much reading and writing and and yeah just how special books are like even as I'm recording this podcast episode, I'm looking at my two bookshelves in my apartment and one bookshelf is Paxson's and it's full of different books and the other bookshelf is mine and it's like stacked to the brim and I just think it's so funny to look at people's book collections because it tells you so much about their personality. Like I really do feel like you can learn so much about someone just based off knowing what they're interested in. And so if a stranger was to come into my house and to look at Paxson's bookshelf versus my bookshelf, it would just be, you would just get so much insight into who we are as people. And it's so funny. Yeah. Just as I'm looking at Paxson's bookshelf, he has books about presidents and U.S. history and a book called The City of God and all of these like He's reading a lot of Dostoevsky lately, a book called Romantic Poets, like he reads a lot of classical literature. And then on my book, I'm seeing books called Writing as a Path to Awakening and Wild Mercy and Fuck Like a Goddess by Alexandra Roxo and Pleasure Activism and If Women Rose Rooted by Sharon Blackie. So it's just so funny to see that contrast. And I remember when I was in Mexico City a couple years ago, I got to visit Frida Kahlo's home and they have her library, her bookshelves, like still in the original condition in her house. And you get to see the different titles that she was reading. And I just get so much inspiration about it. I could seriously talk about it all day. But I promise this would be a book review of books, my favorite books in 2023. And so let's get started. So first off, I will say that this year in books, the the type of books that I usually love reading are memoirs. I used to read a lot of self-help books, a lot of like spiritual self-help books. I love reading books about travel, especially as someone who has a Sagittarius sun and someone who loves to travel. During times when I can't travel, I love to just read books about different places and that really transports me to maybe a country that I'm interested in or really transports me to a different world. So like those are the types of books I love and I used to read a lot of fiction when I was younger like I mentioned but somewhere in between high school and college and life I stopped reading as much fiction and really got into learning things through books and reading books about marketing and you know things that would further my path but this year and especially this year, I've read a lot of fiction. And fiction, I think, teaches me more than nonfiction does. And yeah, I mentioned in my episode that I published last week, where I talked about my 2023 year in review, my highs and my lows. I talked about how I reread Harry Potter for the first time since maybe I was like 10 or 12 years old. I've I've read Harry Potter probably about 10 times each. And I, like I said, I started reading when I was four. I think I read the first Harry Potter book when I was like six years old. But I reread Harry Potter during the midst of my crazy wedding planning season. And it was such a beautiful way to not only reconnect me to my childhood self, but also reconnect me to magic and to the idea of fantasy and fiction. And so it really got me interested again in different fiction books. So some of the fiction books that I read this year that I loved, 
And you probably will have heard of these these books because they're very popular on things like Instagram and TikTok. And I, yeah, I, I think I knew about them because my sister read them first. But I read A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass, and she's huge right now. But I loved her books. Like it was the kind of book where I stayed up until like 4 a.m. reading the book because I didn't want to go to bed. And for me, I get so involved in the books that I'm reading. And so if it's a really good book like that, it's almost like not healthy for me because then I'm not sleeping. Like I cannot stop reading. But I just also love when a book captures your attention that much and you just feel like obsessed with it. So I loved reading her book, A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I highly recommend if you like things like Harry Potter, if you like fiction and romance and yeah, magical things. I really loved that one. Then... I also read another very popular one is Fourth Wing and Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. This is another one that's pretty popular, but I really did enjoy it. It's about dragons and also romance and a lot of fantasy elements and it was just really fun. I really I really loved the book and I love like reading about dragons. Like I really love reading about mythical creatures and in Harry Potter there's a ton of mythical creatures like the sphinx like the centaurs and you know i am a lover of mermaids i feel like everyone who knows me knows that like i have a thing for mermaids because i was always obsessed with like this idea of mythical creatures and i truly do believe that those things exist they just maybe don't exist here on earth anymore or maybe they used to exist on earth or maybe they exist on another plane or another realm somewhere but I believe that about dragons I believe that about mermaids I even believe that about centaurs and I just get inspired about mythical creatures because I don't understand like how so many different countries and civilizations have stories about these mythical creatures it's like we all just made it up it's like no this is all part of the collective unconscious and there's a reason it's part of the collective unconsciousness so that's a note there but fourth wing and iron flame by rebecca yaris was excellent okay so one of my other favorite books that is a little bit of a different genre it was called hidden valley road by robert kolker and this was it it was like a half memoir half like research book and it's basically about this family who grew up in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and they had 12 kids and six out of the 12 kids developed schizophrenia. And so this family, because they had so many people in their family who developed schizophrenia, they were a major like research case for psychologists and scientists and people studying schizophrenia to be able to understand the mental illness and understand the disease more and kind of answer that age old question. Is it more nurture? Is it more nature? And why does this disease develop? And, and what are the, the cause and effects of this disease? So I loved this book so much. It's kind of a hard read, but it really validated some of the experiences that I had growing up, especially as someone who has a mentally ill brother who has schizophrenia and also comes from a big family. There's eight kids in my family and one of us has schizophrenia, Daniel. So this book was just like 
super affirming and super validating for me to read, not only to hear the experiences of some of the family members, especially the girls in the family. There was 10 boys and two girls. And my family's different where we have six girls and two boys. But I just, it like mirrored my life experiences so deeply and really helped me work through a lot of the things that I was thinking and feeling about processing my own experience with living with someone who had schizophrenia and especially that person sexually assaulting me. So a lot of deep stuff there, but I highly recommend if you're interested in mental illness, families, research, all that stuff, I recommend it. I recommended this book to my friend Kat who does family constellations therapy and I know she's reading it and loved it. So Highly recommend. It was also on Oprah's book club for a while, if that means anything to you. But yeah, but Hidden Valley Road by Robert Coker was one of my favorites this year. Then I read Mother Nature by Jedediah Jenkins. And Jedediah is a wonderful writer who I really look up to. He wrote To Shake the Sleeping Self, which talks about his journey from Oregon to Patagonia. He rode a bike from Oregon to Patagonia and he wrote a big memoir about that a few years ago. And since then he's written two more books, Mother Nature being his third. And I've read all of his books and I just love the way he thinks about the human condition and the human experience. I love the way that he describes things and the way that he tells the truth in such a potent way. And so in Mother Nature, he talks about his relationship with his mother, where they have very different beliefs. Jedediah is an openly gay man, and his mother is a very devout Christian who does not believe in homosexuality, who thinks homosexuality is a sin. And so in this book, he talks about these real conversations that he has with his mom while they go on a road trip together. And I found it, like, I'm getting chills when I'm thinking about it, because I found it so brave and so potent especially for the age and the time that we live in where we are so divided, especially for people who think very different things and especially if we think those things are very life-threatening to us. And so just to examine this mother-son relationship where they believe completely different things and yet they still love each other and yet they still find a way to each other and still ask those hard questions. It's a really, really powerful book and I highly recommend any of other Jedediah's books if you haven't read it, To Shake the Sleeping Self. And then his second book is called Like Streams to the Ocean. So highly recommend Mother Nature by Jedediah Jenkins. Okay, another book that I loved, I'll talk about two of these books because they're by the same author, Cheryl Paul. And I talked about this last week in my 2023 year in review episode, but in case you didn't get a chance to listen, I am recommending both The Wisdom of Anxiety and The Conscious Bride by Cheryl Paul. So The Wisdom of Anxiety is about anxiety. If you experience anxiety in any form, it talks about how anxiety is a messenger and how if we really tune into what our anxiety is telling us about, we can really tune into deeper layers of meaning in our experience and maybe something's wrong with our boundaries or maybe something's coming up to be healed. It, it the, the whole book just talks about understanding our anxiety and learning our anxiety as a language that there is really wisdom there and the only way to really heal our anxiety is to tune into it and learn the language of it, learn the wisdom of it. So this really helped me at a time when I was experiencing high anxiety. I mentioned that during my wedding planning process, during the six, first six months of this year, I was experiencing panic attacks pretty frequently. And it was all connected to the stress of the wedding. It was all connected to relationships with my family, shifting and changing, and really connected to me shifting into a new version of self. 
So the wisdom anxiety was really important to just understand anxiety deeper. I highly recommend reading that book. Then her second book, The Conscious Bride, I mentioned that I read this after my wedding and I was glad that I read it after the wedding because I do feel like I was just so in my process that reading a book about other people's experience like wasn't going to help me before the wedding. But after the wedding, I read it and it made every single one of the experiences that I had leading up to the wedding make sense. Like it totally made sense of every little interaction that I had from difficult family conversations to the ways that people showed up for me or didn't show up for me to the fears that I had to the importance that we place around the dress or the importance that we place around different rituals or different ceremonies connected to the wedding. The Conscious Bride really captures the female experience of what it means to be a woman who's going through this very deep transition from maiden to bride. So I loved it as kind of like an archetypal book. You hear about different people's experiences and so it really just made me feel less alone and made my experiences make sense, which is more than I can ask for in a book. So The Conscious Bride and Wisdom and Anxiety were some of my favorites. Okay, then another book that's kind of similar to this realm, I read Maiden to Mother by Sarah Durham Wilson, who's an Australian author, I believe. And this book is a beautiful book. And at first I was a little like, you know, by the title Maiden to Mother. So even if you are or are not planning to become a mother soon, if that's in your journey, this book is not connected to having children. It's really about that, again, that female archetypal journey that where you go from maiden to bride to mother and to eventually to crone. And it's really about that process of maturity and maturation. I don't know how to say that word, maturation. I don't know, the, the feminine maturity as you grow and as you continue to evolve and the different just stages and archetypes of life and how, you know, the maiden is the woman who is young and goes out into the world and perhaps chases things. And then the mother is that wise, rooted, grounded woman who attracts and who is deeply knowledgeable about herself and what she needs and what she wants. So I found that book to be really helpful just at this stage in my life and I highly recommend it. If you are in your late 20s or early 30s, Highly recommend Maiden to Mother by Sarah Durham Wilson. Okay, so then another book I read, which this is like a funny that I'm putting it in my favorites, but it was called A House in Fez, Building a Life in the Ancient Heart of Morocco by Susanna Clark. And this is one of those books that I mentioned. It's like a travel memoir where I have been every so often I'll get like fascinated by a certain country or a certain place. This happened to me before I went on my South America trip. I was like obsessed with anything related to South America. And even when I read Jedediah Jenkins to shake the sleeping self, I was like fascinated by his descriptions of Mexico City and Peru. And then when I visited those places myself, I felt even more deeply connected to them. But I, I noticed this like pattern in myself that I'll get really obsessed with like a certain place or whatever, something that I just want to learn more about it. And then I'll read a book and it'll immerse me even deeper. And then eventually I'll go travel to that place and it teaches me things and it's a whole thing. So previously my obsession was very much on South America. I was reading, I read books on Machu Picchu and like, yeah, it was just so into all things South America. And right now it's shifted a little bit where... 
I'm very fascinated in all things Morocco. I really want to go to Morocco. I've wanted to go to Morocco for years. And during Sagittarius season, I read this book, A House in Fez by Susanna Clark. And it's about a young, I think they're Australian, a young Australian couple that goes to Morocco in like the 90s. And they build a house there. And this whole book is just about their process of building a house in Morocco. But they talk a lot about the local culture and the people that they worked with. And it's just a beautiful like love letter almost to Moroccan culture and really gave me a wisdom and an insight into what it's like to be in the heart of Fez. And so I recommend, not that I necessarily recommend that book, because I think you'd have to be very interested in Morocco to read it. But if there's a place that you want to travel to, or if there's a place that you feel really called to, you know, learning about the history of the place, I highly recommend you find either a memoir that was set in that place or, you know, whatever you find. But that way you can really kind of like feed that part of your soul that's craving that adventure and craving craving whatever that culture or that place wants to teach you. And you can always travel there by book first if you can't travel there by plane. So highly recommend that. And then another book that I loved was The Chronology of Water by Lydia Yuknovich. And this is a memoir about a girl. And I read this in the summer and I almost like, I vaguely remember even what the story was about, but I just remember it was so beautifully written. And it's one of those memoirs that just make you inspired to write your own personal stories and connect with, yeah, your story, your life, and what's really important to you. So The Chronology of Water by Lydia Yuknovich, you can read more about that. And then the last two books that I'll mention, I actually just read these books. I just like read them in the month of December. So I'm adding them to my favorite books of 2023. The first one was Letting Magic In by Maya Toll. And I love, like, something that I love about creative resources is that I do believe that, like, the books that you need to read will find you. And I wonder if you've had that in your own experience where it's like, you know, the book, this perfect book will come in at the perfect time. You might not have ever heard of it or the author, but you read it and it completely mirrors something that you're going through in your life. And it's just like the exact book that you needed to read at that time in your life. And so this book was that for me. I like was randomly scrolling Pinterest one day and it came up on my Pinterest feed and I got it right away. And it's a beautiful memoir about a woman who's like discovering her connection to her spirituality, specifically during her Saturn return. So it's like talking about her life and, you know, how she like discovered herself. It's like a memoir of self-discovery during her late 20s. And she talks about just, you know, the different experiences that she went through, the different feelings of feeling lost. And then eventually she goes to Scotland to study herbalism. And so... I mean, already by that, I'm like, oh my God, that's the exact phase that I'm in where it's like, I was feeling really lost, not really knowing what way was up, what way was down. But then slowly it's this journey of self-discovery and finding yourself and even that connection to herbalism and the plants I just really connected with. And yeah, I would recommend this book if you are interested in memoir, if you're interested in personal experience and want to, and if you're in that similar stage of life, we talk a lot about Saturn returns on this podcast. So if you're in that stage of life and you're interested in magic or herbalism, I highly recommend Maya Toll's Letting Magic In. And then the last book that I'll mention 
is called Take Back the Magic by Perdita Finn. So this is another book that came just as a, after I had finished Letting Magic In. I was so inspired by it and I was like, I want to read more books just like this. And again, I found, I think on Pinterest, this similar book called Take Back the Magic. And it feels similar because they kind of deal with similar themes. But Take Back the Magic by Perdita Finn is another memoir style where she really talks about connecting with our ancestors and connecting with the dead and having conversations with the dead. And I have been so fascinated by ancestral connections and ancestral research this past year. It's been a huge piece of my journey of self-discovery, of feeling like I belong and feeling like I'm connected to something larger than myself. And I've been having crazy experiences and crazy stories connected to my ancestors that I've mentioned a little bit on the podcast, and I'm sure I'll share more about it on a later date. But this book really teaches you through her own personal story of connecting to her late father, of how to connect with your loved ones who have moved on and how to ask them for support and really to feel less alone in the world by connecting with the things that we can't see in the unseen world. So really opening up our intuition and our perception and our ability to connect and commune with the other side. I find it so fascinating. And also it's one of those like little winks because the author's name is Perdita, which is a character from the play The Winter's Tale. And in the book, she talks a lot about her name and it was her father who named her and she had this difficult relationship with her father. But the name comes from The Winter's Tale and she talks about how, you know, it's a little known play by Shakespeare. But funnily enough, I just saw The Winter's Tale in D.C. We had, like, just before we had left D.C., we went to the Folgers Shakespeare Theater, which is right in Capitol Hill, like, by the Supreme Court and the Capitol Building. And Paxton and I went and saw The Winter's Tale. And actually, back in my acting days, when I was in high school, I did a monologue from The Winter's Tale not not Perdita. Perdita is just a, a character in the play, but there's another character named Hermione. And I remember when I was like a junior or senior in high school, my acting class like would go to these like competitions. There was like this big theater competitions with all these high schools from the state. And there was like competitions for monologues, for scenes, for one acts. And I remember I did this monologue by Hermione from The Winter's Tale. And the only reason I picked that monologue is because her name was Hermione. And I was so in love with Harry Potter that just anything called Hermione, I was like, I'm there. So I went to see The Winter's Tale, like to see that monologue, to reconnect with my high school self who did that monologue. And then, of course, a character in it is named Perdita. And then I read and discovered this amazing book by Perdita Finn called Take Back the Magic, which really helped me in my quest of connecting to my ancestors. So I think that's where I'm going to leave you. There's like 20 other books on my list that I didn't even get to. And, you know, oh, wait, sorry. One more book that I'll mention. Actually, two more books that I need to mention. Okay, one was It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. And I think I did talk about this in a previous episode. But It Didn't Start With You really does talk about family trauma and how generational family trauma is passed on. And I read this during my honeymoon and it was just really helpful for me in the stage of life that I'm in and understanding the things that we don't deal with, the things that we don't metabolize and process does get passed on to the next generation in weird ways. And so there's a lot of like case studies in that book 
It just helped me to understand it a lot. And he even walks you through like different exercises that you can do to think about your relationships to your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, and think about like, what are you taking with you and what are you leaving behind? So I definitely recommend It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. And then the very last one that I will mention is by one of our very own podcast guests, Jamie Varon. So I had a conversation with her a couple months ago where we talked about her new book, Main Character Energy. And I read the book and I loved it. It was like the perfect kind of book that you would want to read like on the beach. Like I imagined if I was on the beach and reading this book, it's like the perfect, fun, lighthearted read. It's about a writer who's chasing her dreams who gets like an unexpected inheritance from her aunt. And so then she moves to the French Riviera, she falls in love. And it's just one of those like fun escapist novels, but then really inspired me to continue to go after my dreams. I could see a lot of myself in the main character that Jamie created. And it's just one of those things where like, you just feel inspired, you feel, it just like leaves you the good feeling. So I loved that book. And it's one of those things that like, Things don't always have to be so deep and so, you know, heavy. And yeah, so this year was definitely in books, the year of reconnecting with my love of fiction, continuing to read powerful personal stories and learning about myself through reading these personal stories of others and just how much we can learn from other people's experiences And then learning about family and family connections and with books like Hidden Valley Road and It Didn't Start With You and The Wisdom of Anxiety, just some of those self-helpy books, but that really helps us in whatever stage of the journey that we're in. So I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode of a little book review. If you have any books that you loved in 2023 or from years prior, feel free to reach out to me and DM me and let me know what books you loved because I always love hearing what other people are reading so that I can read it and get inspired and just love to hear what you're reading. So if you want, you can DM me at Leah Van Doren on Instagram, or you can always send me an email at leahvandoren at gmail.com. And I would love if you took three seconds to rate and review the podcast or share this podcast with a friend. I'm really focused on creating intentional community with this podcast in 2024. And so I just want to keep seeing it growing and thriving. And yeah, I would love if you could support in that way of either just sharing with someone you love. Maybe there's a book here that I mentioned that you know one of your friends would really love. Send it to them, send it their way. And yeah, keep thriving and hoping you're having a beautiful start to your 2024. Here's to more books, more learnings, and more love. I will catch you next week with another episode. Until then, stay safe, stay beautiful, and keep shining your creative soul. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.